Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Hello. Oh, hi. It's another side quest. We are once again joined by Chris and the princess to Hola. talk about a topic that Russ has picked, which is what started us playing video games. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, why we still play them today as adults, because I still think I don't think it's as prevalent as it used to be, but I still think there's some people with an assumption that video games are for kids mm-hmm. and that there's no reason adults should be playing them, which is... I think it's more people think video games are for assholes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, assholes, you know. Like, yeah. Like, that there's something immature about video yes, games. Yes, exactly. So, uh, or for like people who play like online games and just teabag each other. So you mean for boys? For boys, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So Russ, what mm. what started you with video games? What was your first game? Well, experience? the f- first game that I remember playing <laughs> was I don't know the name of it now, but it was for the Intellivision and it was a little game where you play as little fish. You can play two player and you play as two little fish. And you have to eat the other little fish and then become a bigger fish. And then once you become a big enough fish, you can eat the shark. I think <laughs> I played that on a PC. And I am on my phone right now <laughs> looking it up. It's called Fish Fish Shark. <laughs> um, we also, so, and I played that on, so I have kind of an unfair advantage video games because my grandpa, my, my mom's dad, was a big nerd back in the day. And my, he was a computer when a computer was a person. Uh-huh. And not a machine, mm-hmm. so he did computation figures. I know yeah, how this works. exactly. Yes, anyone who's seen Hidden Figures, he basically worked... the story of your grandfather. Yes, he actually worked for an insurance agency, and he was a computer for an insurance agency. And then he got interested in computers when computers became machines, and then got interested in video games. So we had an Intellivision at his house. I also played Frogger on it. And I played a Dungeons and Dragons game. I played that Dungeons and Dragons yeah. game. The one that's kind of like semi-first person. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Played that one. And uh, Jungle Hunt. Really liked that one. Nice. Where you swing on the vines and then have to rescue your girlfriend from cannibals. It's not a very culturally sensitive game. Not Pitfall. No, it's not. And then the first video game system that we had in our house. The name of the fish game doesn't matter. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> The first game system we had in our house was an Atari, not 5200, but 2600. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first game we got for it was Pac-Man. So Pac-Man was the first first game that I played, like, obsessively. And I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, No, I actually got that reversed. We had the 5200, not the 2600. Yeah, the the 5200 was much less popular. Yes, because the 2600 is the one that everybody had and had that really crappy Pac-Man on it. Gotcha. Um, And then we had the 5200. That had a better version of Pac-Man. Yeah, it was a better version of Pac-Man. And then I remember getting it. We got it at Toys R Us. We got a couple of other games. We also got Jungle Hunt for that. Um, no, I played Pitfall on the Intellivision. Ah. That was what I pay, played on Intellivision. Okay. Jungle Hunt I had on the Atari 5200. We got that, and we got Pac-Man, which was supposed to be Ms. Pac-Man, and they gave us the wrong game. And I was so mad <laughs> when we got home. Ms. Pac-Man is the better game. It is the better game. And then yeah. it was like weeks, weeks for a five-year-old before we were able <laughs> to get back to Toys R Us and buy Ms. Pac-Man. Oof. And then we had both of them. You almost lost your, your entire interest in gaming I right really there. did. Yeah, I really absolutely did. We also had Joust. Um, I liked Joust. And then it really, I mean, it was the Nintendo. 
that really got me into it, which I didn't get a Nintendo, a regular Nintendo, until a year before the Super Nintendo came out. Um, wow. You were late to that party. I was late to that party, but I really devoured it. Mm-hmm. Really devoured mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers 2. That was... Doki Doki Panic. Doki Doki Panic. Mm-hmm. And then my first RPG, which I've said on other episodes of this, was Final Fantasy 2 slash 4. Such a good one. <clears throat> on the Super Nintendo. I rented it, as I've said before on this podcast, I rented it so many times from Robin's video uh, that the lady at the counter said, you need to buy this because you've already spent more money than this game costs just renting this every single weekend. Um, so I did. So saved up my allowance and I bought it. Um, and then I went back and played a whole bunch of RPGs. And, and then I was into RPGs. By the time I played Final Fantasy II, I just knew that I liked that more than any of these other games. I mean, I love Mario, but I like that more than any of these other games I've ever played. <clears throat> so I went back and played all the NES RPGs. And then I was just addicted. So I'm actually having trouble. I have two memories, either of which could have been the first time I played a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting because one of them is Final Fantasy One. For the NES. Uh, I played it at uh, my friend Cody's house. He had it. Because I didn't get an NES until... Well, not as late as you did. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't get an NES until I had played a significant number of games at other places. And I remember the first time I played Final Fantasy 1, he was just like, here's this game. And I played it and I got into a combat. And I had all of the guys target the same enemy. And he's like, no, <laughs> don't do that. Because then when it dies, they're just going to waste their attack. And I went... No, they won't. Never having touched this game. (laughs) Arguing with the kid who owns the game. No, they won't. It'll just move to the next enemy. That just makes sense. That's not how that game was. (laughs) That's not how the game works. (laughs) Narrator. (laughs) No, it did not. No. Um, But I do feel vindicated in that eventually that is how all JRPGs were configured. I was was right to some degree. (laughs) That's how it should have worked. That's how it should have worked. Um, So I, I... arguing with the kid who actually knew versus me um the other one that might have been the first one and it's you're gonna laugh at me now not being able to tell which one's which playing star wars on the atari 2600 at my friend ryan's house i honestly don't uh, obviously the atari came out before the nes but i can't remember if he had just like pulled that atari out of storage and was like, look at this old thing. Let's play with this. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know which one of those happened first. But I just, I got used to the idea. And to this day, I still feel like everybody games, right? I just assume everybody's a gamer until they tell me otherwise. Because I even remember going on a trip with my parents to visit a distantly related family member that I didn't know. I, I, I've i never met them since. It was, I, I have no clue who they were. But it was, they were around my parents' age and we show up at their house. They were a stranger. Let's just be honest. Uh, to me, they, to me, they were. And the first thing I said when I walked in the door is, do you have a Nintendo? <laughs> and my dad was like, no, of course they don't. They don't have a Nintendo. And the guy went, actually, we just pulled one out of the attic, got it set up in the living room. I played Donkey Kong Jr. on that thing all night while my parents did the boring adult talky thing. Anyway, so my first game was one of those two. Sure. Sure. Princess, do you want to talk about the first game you played? Uh, so the first game that I played wasn't actually a game that I played. It was... Um a game that I watched my older stepbrother play because in my house, my brother got the gaming consoles. Like my parents got him a Nintendo. And um, 
my the first game that I saw him play was Final Fantasy One, and I was obsessed. I like insisted that he play it all the time. Um, I was not allowed to touch the <laughs> the dogs. dogs wanna, opinions, the yeah. dogs want to let us know <laughs> the first game they played. Yeah, um, but I wasn't allowed to touch his game Aww. or whatever. So uh, yeah, so I was limited to watching, and so I would just um, make him play it all the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then I did not get my own video game console until I was in high school, probably yeah. with the PlayStation. Mm, yeah, that was the. I know I told this before on the podcast too. Is I never got an N six. I think I've told this before that I never had an N sixty four because around the time that came out, my mom told me. She was like, I'm not going to buy you video game systems or games anymore because you're about to grow out of this phase that (laughs) you're in where you love these video games. And so if you want that stuff, you can save up for it yourself. But like, I'm not getting you any of that stuff anymore. So I totally missed the N64 era because I just played Super Nintendo until I was 16 and got my first job and then went and bought a PlayStation (laughs) and bought Final Fantasy VII. Which is so funny that parents were like that because it's like they didn't understand, like, because they didn't play video games. No, So they don't know that you grow out of video games. They, like, grew out of shit like, like Lionel Trains. Right. Because that yeah. stuff sucks. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't grow out of, like, I books mean, or movies. I have a friend who is still really into trains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what it turned out to be is this was the creation of a new form of media. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm not entirely sure about Chris because we haven't talked about his yet, but I, I feel confident saying at least three of us grew up starting with the NES era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... We have grown up in a video game society. Video games grew up with us. Right. It's different than other mediums. Maybe when the games first came out, they were for kids and young adults because that's who they were marketed towards. But they kept being marketed towards us as we aged. Yeah. (laughs) Because eventually we started becoming the ones making them. Well, I mean, but like with Final Fantasy 1, that's not exactly a children's game in the sense of like the story isn't exactly geared towards children. Like it's a serious story. That's true. So, I mean, like it, like I guess, you know, games like Donkey Kong or like. But Mario. I would I would say Final Fantasy would still be targeted at young adults. Like I talk, I'm thinking maybe late teenagers. I don't I don't know if any NES games were necessarily targeted at the 30 and 40 year olds. I mean, definitely some of them were based on like R-rated movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. But I even those, they it was a new they... medium, and we didn't really know what it was gonna evolve into. Yet. Yeah, and that's true. The older and generation was... didn't understand. And that, what that's it was. that was my point. Yeah, is that the older generation they had no idea. They didn't. They had no idea. Well, before we go further down this road, Chris, what was yours? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when I was like probably four or five years old, an older cousin. Her husband had got a Nintendo with uh, Mario and Duck Hunt. And so I got to play Duck Hunt for the first time because I couldn't figure out Mario. (laughs) And so, yeah, zapping ducks on a screen. Amazing. Amazing time. Never go back. Uh, And then we got our own NES very soon after that. Uh, We actually got it in the uh, Christmas of 1989. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time. I got Mario and Duck Hunt. And I got the the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game from my uncle. And uh, yes, I have beaten it. I, wow. I have not. Mm. I never got past the 
<laughs> the third, st- after the underwater stage, that open area, yeah. I never beat that stage. Mm-hmm. It took me years, years and years. Uh, and an older friend had to kind of show me how to do so- certain things. I think my parents didn't know that I wanted a Nintendo for a, a while. Uh, I do remember one Christmas, we'd always go to my grandparents' house for Christmas in Colorado, and as many family members that could make it did. Uh, my mother has three brothers, so that's, you know, lots of uncles. There's uh, And there was... It's a two-story house. Downstairs was for wrapped presents. The upstairs Christmas tree is where Santa left the unwrapped presents. So you'd get up Christmas morning, see what Santa brought you. And then later, after breakfast, you'd go downstairs and unwrap presents as a family. Wow. That's how it worked at my grandparents' house. And honestly, how it worked, even when we weren't going to my grandparents' house, the Santa delivered unwrapped presents, and those were first. <laughs> Santa was pretty lazy. Well... <laughs> I think, honestly, it was a way for the adults to keep the kids busy while they slowly wake up and have their coffee. (laughs) Like, look, here's all these presents. You can see what they are. They're all things you can play with. Play with them quietly. (laughs) Uh, And my sister and I, the rare time that my sister and I get along, we'd always get up at like 2 or 3 o'clock Christmas morning. And my Uncle Gary would always sleep upstairs because there were only so many bedrooms. And uh, he'd sleep upstairs on the couch next to the upstairs tree. And we would sneak up at about 2 o'clock in the morning, and we'd survey the presents. <laughs> and then we'd go back down and go back to bed going, okay, we know what's up. We got this. But, that, was, that was charming. That was like a little Christmas movie. <laughs> uh, but one Christmas, my cousin Casey was there. Casey wasn't often there, but he was there this time. And he got a Nintendo. Oh. And I didn't know it was for him. Ooh. Oh, my. I came up the stairs. That seems like a real dangerous game now that you're talking about that. This is why I think my parents didn't realize that I'd want one. Because I saw it and I got so excited that I was getting a Nintendo. And my parents had to be like, oh, no, no, no. That's <laughs> that's that's for Casey. That's for... Wow. I think I got my Nintendo shortly after that. <laughs> I would fucking hate my cousin if that happened. He's ruined. And you had a ruined He got the Nintendo Christmas. with the Rob. And so I got to watch him play Gyromite with the Rob attachment. Did you get to watch him play while you silently wept into your cocoa? By the way, I never thought about this before. i just putting this together. Gyromite was a two-player game. (laughs) And I sat and watched my cousin play it with a toy robot instead of me getting to play it. Man. I have never put that this together. This Christmas movie has taken a tragic <laughs> turn. <laughs> this is this is uh, no longer about uh, games we grew up with. This is a Christmas tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> this is just therapy now. Yeah. But uh, you know, I did I did ultimately get an NES and my parents were very generous about games. I remember I got Mega Man 2 for Easter nice. one year cuz apparently you can get video yeah. games on Easter. Uh, I did a lot of community theater when I was until I was about 16, 17. Uh, and opening night, my parents would always bring me a present. And this one's just for Russ, because this is later. This is uh, 94, I think. Mm-hmm. I played Huck Finn in Tom Sawyer. It was the biggest role I'd gotten. And I'm pretty sure I got it because I had long hair at the time. <laughs> and opening night, my parents brought me a Super Nintendo game. It's a little obscure. I don't know that anybody's ever heard of it. called Earthbound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So it was the biggest role I'd ever gotten. a big box. And on opening night, I got my favorite game of all time. That's so, amazing. Are you okay? That was. I had to clear my throat. I'm just, I was trying to muffle it into a blanket. That was quite the adventure you had over there. <laughs> Eating frog throat. Um, yeah, Earthbound in the big box. Yeah. Amazing. 
And I still have the player's guide, and I still have oh, yeah. the cartridge. Video games are used for me as a child as an incentive for, like, doing chores and things. Like, my mom knew that it was foolproof <laughs> that she could be like, okay, at the end of the month, if you do all of this, instead of getting, instead of getting an allowance, it'd just be like, this is the game you want. <laughs> so if I was good and did all my chores and behaved myself and everything, then, like, at the end of the month... Then I would get a game. So she set up that yeah. kind of reward system and still thought it was just going to be a phase. Yeah, and then thought it was going to be a phase. <laughs> she Absolutely. programmed you. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was essentially brainwashing you. Yeah, into... right, around, right around when I was starting high school, she was like, oh, you'll be over this soon. So. Literally turning video games into a reward system. Yeah. So yeah. speaking mm-hmm. of moments of video games in our life, and I did this to you just recently, Princess, so it's going to be a little less special for you, but it'll still be fun for the other guys and the audience at home. The Princess and I met in college. We met first through Facebook, uh, and I'm not going to go into details, it doesn't matter, but uh, we met first through Facebook, and then we decided to meet up in person, and then we became friends forever. Uh, BFFs. <laughs> do a fist bump over here. Yeah, there we go. Princess, what was happening when I came into your dorm room and met you in person for the very first time? Oh, I was playing Prince of Persia, Hands of Time. Ooh, and I loved that game, yeah. um, partially because of the story, but also because I got to use all the buttons on the controller. And it was like the first game that I played where you used all the Wow. Buttons. I feel like it might have been an in-boss fight or something. It was some kind of boss fight. It must have been, yeah, probably. Then, Russ, how did our friendship start again? I can't remember. I remember I was sitting in co- <laughs> college, and I, I had a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've told this story yeah. before. Um I, I one thing about me is my brain is kind of all over the place, and I've actually learned I can pay attention to people talking more if I have something to occupy my eyes and my hands. Now there, you can go too far and then be distracted. But, there, but there's a sweet spot where if I'm doing something I don't have to think too much about, I will actually pay more attention to the professors talking or whatever. So I would play very familiar video games on my laptop during lectures and actually hear more of the lecture. So I'm sitting in the back, and I'd sit in the back row because I, I'm sitting here playing video games on my laptop. I don't know that I need everybody to see it. Sure. And I was playing Earthbound. And then this kid <laughs> sitting next to me leaned over and said, Is this that Earthbound? I love this game. Yeah. And I turned to him and I said, Well, we're friends now. <laughs> and we were. Yeah, who knew, who knew that playing the same Super NES game like seven years earlier no, it was very, would leave to that? Yeah, it was a very formative part of my life. Like um, one of the things that my best friend and I did in high school mm-hmm. is we would play Final Fantasy together. Mm-hmm. Um, but she only wanted to do like the grinding and the leveling up stuff. She didn't want to actually do any of the story stuff. She didn't mm. want to ruin any of it. No, like you can't ruin anything. Like that was, you know, like. Yeah. Like, your choices, you don't get to make any choice. (laughs) It's like you either beat the boss fight or you don't. You you start over, you know, (laughs) whatever. Um, But uh, so we spent a lot of time, like, playing Final Fantasy together. And, like, we got really close that way. And, like, her brother wasn't allowed. And it was, like, a whole thing. It was just, like, just the (laughs) two of us. Uh, My best friend when I was very little was Ryan, who I played the Atari 2600 with. I'm... As I'm thinking back over my early gaming life, I don't know that I ever beat an NES game uh, for like the first three years I owned an NES. I remember there were several games I would play multiple times, never getting anywhere close to beating them. That was me in the Genesis. <laughs> but my friend Ryan and I, we would play video games together, even though most video games
games are one player. We even played Arcana together. Uh, mm-hmm. It was my first exposure to that game. Uh, God, it did not age well from my memory. But we learned that I had some skills in some areas. I was really good at figuring out where there were hidden objects or passageways that you weren't supposed to go. Ryan was actually better at some of the reflexes and platforming and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we would play the games together and, you know, I would guide and he would drive and sometimes we'd switch. Uh, in Mega Man X, we unlocked the, the Ryu attack, the hidden secret, but he couldn't perform the button sequences necessary to do it. So we had to get a programmable Super Nintendo controller so that I could put it in as a macro and then he could hit a button and have it work. Can I stop you and tell you everything that's wrong about saying that you did the Ryu attack? (laughs) It was, sorry, the Hadouken. Can I continue to tell you everything that is wrong? (laughs) Am I wrong? Talking about the Hadouken. Sure. Tell me what's wrong with the Hadouken. Hadouken. Okay. And it's Ryu. I really thought I was going to get corrected, like, you've got the wrong game, or that's not in that one. No, I'm just punishing you. And instead, it's more Jeff doesn't pronounce things right. pronouncing things properly. Oh, I get so much joy. I know you do. No, so... Um, so, yeah, p- playing non-multiplayer games together. Yeah. And I think that's why I... Gaming was very... This is not supposed to be a sad story but it's gonna sound that way because it already well we did my, my christmas head. tale <laughs> well you did your christmas tale yes it was a very solo activity for me i didn't know i come from a very small podunk town yes you do and i didn't know other kids who played games that i liked yeah, which same. were the rpgs so gaming was a very solo experience for me as a kid and i think it's like a chicken or the egg thing. It's like, is it because I liked those games and the other kids didn't that that's what I played? Or did I play those games because I didn't have other kids around that like, you know? And so I gravitated toward the games that were the solo experiences and those were RPGs. And they also had, de- you know, for the time, deep, rich stories. And characters. And characters Fleshed and worlds yeah. that I could disappear into. Um, I latched onto the characters in Final Fantasy four then yeah. too hard. Like in my head, I built up pretend relate. They were my imaginary friends, essentially. Yeah. When yeah. I was very young. And as an only child, I mean, that's the other thing. I did not have like siblings to play with. You could have had mine. Well, <laughs> no, thank you. I'm uh, sorry. You can edit that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, um, but yeah, so it was. So I think me being into RPGs and knowing all of this stuff about RPGs kind of comes from comes from that. So this is only semi-related, and if you're not comfortable with what I'm about to say, you just wave me, and I'll I'll cut it out in post, uh, or I'll cut this out in post. Do we need like a know. content warning? No, it's just it might be more personal than you want me to get because one of my favorite parts about you describing the small town you grew up in was the day that you revealed to me that you were one of two gay kids in the town that you grew up with and you couldn't stand the other one. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I hated the other one. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, you always hear the story of, like, the one gay kid. And I... The reason I did the the whole, you know, if if you don't want to talk about it, we we don't have to, because... Your sexuality is not really a part of this show, and it doesn't matter. But it's it's funny to me because you hear the story. That's absolutely true. <laughs> you hear the story of you know I grew up in a small town. I was the only gay kid, and so it was really hard. Whereas Russ's is no, there were two of us. I hated that guy. 
<laughs> that is accurate, actually. And so, it's just not always, painful, just accurate. It's always yeah. just amusing to me. It's very true. Yeah. So that's why I had to play RPGs. <laughs> no, I really did. My best friend, who was not the other gay kid. Okay. Um, As we've established. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, he hated those games. I would try to get him to play like Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest with me or something. And he'd be like, these games are stupid. And I'm like, okay, we'll play Mega Man or whatever you want to play. Mega Man 2 was one of the few NES games I could beat. <laughs> Yeah, never. I've never beat. I had a game, game called Star Voyager that I played countless times, and it wasn't until I was an adult I learned how you're even supposed to try to beat that game. I had Jaws, and I never. And it, until I was an adult, I didn't realize how you're supposed to try to beat that game. Yeah. Um, I should I should replay Star Voyager. I've never beaten it. I have beaten Jaws. I had no idea there were so many video games when I was a kid. Like it yeah. wasn't until I was older that I was like, oh, there's like a whole universe of games. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Because I remember, like, we had the the general ones, like, you know, we had Donkey Kong. I remember we had Paperboy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, loved I remember Paperboy. Yeah, I liked so Paperboy. Um, and then, like, we had, like, GoldenEye 007. Oh. And that was, like, the one game that my brother was, like, willing to play with me. Uh, but then he got, like, fed up with me because I'd always played Xenia. And he was convinced that um, she just didn't take damage like the other characters <laughs> do or something. Well, it's because she's a girl. <laughs> and it was just like, you're cheating. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but yeah, like uh, the the thing that I like most about video games is the story. It's like mm-hmm. role playing games, like stuff like um, I don't know, like all the popular games now. Like they just they don't really hold my attention. Uh, like Fortnite. Like yeah, like Fortnite. Yeah, or, that's um, true. Rust. Um, mm-hmm. I've never touched a Fortnite. I and by the way, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying those people who do were like beneath me or that the if game is like bad Fortnite. or the people are bad. <laughs> <laughs> like what you like. I honestly... Yeah, that's true. But I am with Princess on this, uh, and I have now just taken over what you were talking about. I'm sorry. That's fine. Well, this is a discussion. Have you been part of one before? <laughs> Usually I try to make them all about me, and I'm okay, trying real hard... You're nailing it. I'm yeah, trying real hard to share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I love a good story, and I, as I've gotten older, I've learned to discriminate less where a story comes from. So... If it's got a good story, I don't care if it's a cartoon, a movie, a comic book, a video game. If it's got a good story, I want to participate in it. That's not to say I never play like just a simple platformer or just a simple puzzle game. I will absolutely play or Stardew Valley. That's fun to relax with the and there's not a deep story. Is that is there a simple platformer anymore? I mean the lore in like Hollow Knight. That game's great. Is it's such a great game. Yeah. And you, I mean, they're like hour long. Let's dissect the story of this video. Mm-hmm. Um, Very true. Yeah. Chris, do you have any more memories of influential <laughs> gaming moments in your life? Do I remember video games? Yeah, just like my the kind of timeline for me in video games is like discovering the NES, getting an NES. Me and my cousin uh, lived two de- doors down from each other. And I think our parents kind of coordinated on uh, which one, which games we would get so that we didn't get too many doubles so that we could loan each mm-hmm. other the video games that we all had. Oh, God, loaning out video games yeah. is a whole other. I actually still do that with one friend. Uh, she's got my copy of uh, Sword of Hope actually right now. <laughs> and I've got her copy of that in Kaito's Origin. So, I mean, if, if things come to Ooh, a head, then I win. Game. Didn't yeah. play the first one? Played the second one. I beat both of them, and they're both great. They're both excellent. Uh, anyways, yeah, we did the the trade-off things, so it's like 
And then often I would go and, like, you know, spend the night, and we'd play through something really brutally hard. Like, we beat Ninja Gaiden 2 together. Wow. And, uh, yeah, Contra, and, like, we never got through Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project. He had a copy of that, and I was, like... We, we got through the fourth Turtles game, you know, the Super Nintendo one, like, many times. But the third one I didn't beat until I was in my 30s. Anyway, so that was, like, that. And then I discovered RPGs via Dragon Warrior, the first one. And then that was around the time that Final Fantasy 2 came out and Mystic Quest and the first game. And I played all three of them in the same year. And I don't remember which one was first. I just remember that I loved all of them and for different reasons. And yeah, I got to anticipate the release of Final Fantasy 3, quote mm-hmm. unquote, slash yeah, 6. Same. And yeah, as soon as that came out, I played it obsessively and I was just like obsessed with it for years. And that was like just my favorite game ever. I like I did some PC gaming. I remember I got quite into Ultima Underworld and Daggerfall. I really liked first person RPGs because you could only play those on the computer. Uh, and I, I beat both of those for the first time just in the last couple of years. Actually, Daggerfall within the last couple of months. And um, but you know, I stayed with the consoles. I uh, got a Genesis, PlayStation, Nintendo 64, all that good stuff. Uh, mainly stuck with RPGs, and yeah, I just I never really stopped. So that's just kind of like you can trace a straight line through all <laughs> yeah. the eras of gaming. I mean, I feel like I play RPGs now for the same reason I did when I was a kid, is to escape the yeah. hellscape nightmare of a world that we live in. Mm. And I, take control of my own life. And <laughs> playing another hellscape yeah. nightmare. <laughs> another hellscape. One nightmare. that you can win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can you can you actually have yes. Unlike I mean, capitalism, you truly, can win a video game. Oh, but aren't there video games that you that you can lose? Well, you can lose video games. No, yes. no, I mean like that um even when you win. It's oh bad. sure it's bad there yeah there are some games like that i think uh yeah the, i tend to not like those <laughs> too yeah. close to real life i just <laughs> realized so i i've talked about russ and i meeting through a video game and princess and i meeting through a video game and i was sitting here going oh but chris and i didn't that's a shame because that would have been perfect and then i realized actually <laughs> actually so chris and princess and i have a mutual friend or friend of a friend we're aware of a guy named tim tim oh, yeah, throws tim. parties this is what, well, not since COVID, but this is what Tim does. To my knowledge, Tim does not take elaborate vacations around the world or buy big multimedia, like giant TV. Tim throws parties. He rents out suites at hotels, and somehow Tim knows everybody in town. It's crazy <laughs> the number of people that show up to a Tim party. I couldn't get people to come to my 30th birthday. Tim Aww. has everybody come at the drop of a hat. Uh, it's always amazing. So I was at one of these Tim parties and Chris was there and I was aware of Chris uh, as a friend of a friend, especially since I knew Lauren who had done the podcast with us previously. Yeah, Lauren's Uh, a friend. But Chris showed up with his Switch (laughs) and the two of us sat down, two strangers essentially (laughs) sat down and we played that Contra-like, what was it? Blazing Chrome. Blazing Chrome. So everybody at this table, (laughs) my friendship started with a video game. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's when we became friends. We had met before that. Yeah, we knew each other, but yeah. like we... And one time I made you play uh, Reventure, which I think you liked. Uh, I loved Reventure. <laughs> yeah, I, I have since inflicted Reventure on other people. Oh, you have. Yeah, yeah it is really good. Yeah. That freaking game. Both of those games come from South America, by the way, where they're making such great indie games right now. And we'd like to thank our South American audience. There you go. Yeah, Which hi. is 50% of our listening hi, audience. South America. We yeah. are very big south of the border, as I have told every woman I've asked out. <laughs> it never works. 
a frightening declaration. Um, <laughs> it is better than my previous pickup line of, hey, can I put a baby up in you? A more frightening declaration. Yep. No, my, I, I, I ain't got game. But, okay. um, um, <laughs> no. are we, are we <laughs> editing out terrified. this moment We're all of just like, um, I'm really yeah, scared. Can we please talk about literally nope. anything? Don't this whole that. thing is getting cut out. <laughs> I have decided I have that power. When we first started talking, we were talking about how video games are for kids. Like, that's what people mm-hmm, think or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the past 10, 15 years or so, like, they've really been for adults. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. I forget the children play games. I know the one, like, online game that I play is Dead by Daylight. Four people play as a survivor. One plays as a killer, from often from a film franchise. The game seems to... fun. Yeah, it's it's very fun. And sometimes I, I always play Survivor. There's a group of us that plays as four survivors. And sometimes the killers are just real assholes. <laughs> like they're they're like teabagging you they're and all of that stuff. Yeah. They are, and I forget. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is probably like a 14-year-old mm. who is just laughing maniacally and might might be a serial killer one day. <laughs> Um, very likely. So I literally forget until specifically I play that game, and then I see like really toxic behavior on it, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is probably an actual child." <laughs> I think when it comes to video games, our generation is experiencing something that hasn't happened in a long time because we grew up with video games, and video games grew up with us, mm-hmm. and we became part of the generation that then made the video games targeted at us. You know, movies have been around for a very long time now. There's nobody, I don't think, there's anybody around now who grew up with movies for the first time, right? Where the genre was still finding its legs and defining itself as they were going through their years of finding Mm -hmm. themselves and defining themselves. Uh, Books have obviously been around. There's nobody living today who was around (laughs) when books started. Uh, (laughs) uh, I remember when the first book was published. It was the Bible. (laughs) TV, I think, still might. I think there are people around still who were around when TV first started. Mm -hmm. And so they grew up with TV. It's not something that happens very often because that's it. Those are the four, as I think about it, those are the four main forms of entertainment, right? But there's also those things didn't grow up with a generation the way video games did. Video games grew fast. Mm -hmm. They did. Yeah. They grew uh, really fast. They went I'm, from they went from blocky pixels to like fully three D in like twelve years, thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now we have interactive film. Yeah, I am waiting for Hollow Decks. Uh, we yeah. may get them in our lifetime if the world can just keep it together. Like too much work. Yeah, there's part of me that is becoming. Many parts of me are becoming a cranky old man. Um, His left I, shoulder in particular. <laughs> my back. Oh, my God. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome to 30. Sleeping hurts now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah 30. That's cute. Um, so I... Yeah, we're almost 40. Enjoy... Um, I find myself being drawn back to... I told you the other day that the Switch is my PS1 RPG remake machine, and I'm really being drawn back to those games now, and a lot of modern games for me are becoming like, I don't have time to invest (laughs) in this new 100-hour game with DLC and all of that. I'm just going to go play Chrono Cross (laughs) for the 40th time, or Earthbound. Mm. Um, and I find myself enjoying that more 
I'm, I know as of the recording of this Elden Ring came out <laughs> today or re- Friday or yeah. whatever. And I, don't, I have no interest whatsoever no. in learning a new game. Here's what's so, here's about Elden Ring. Uh, you know, I've heard about it off and on for like a year or so. And then I heard it came out and I finally texted my friend Rachel. I said, what is Elden Ring and why should I care? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she said, it's a Souls-like MMO written by George R.R. R. Martin and you shouldn't. And you I then don't. just hung up the phone. Yeah, just burn it in a fire. It's <laughs> yeah. trash. No, I was watching my friend play it and I'm like, this looks exactly like every other Souls game that yeah. I've ever seen mm-hmm. and the um the story is totally opaque and yeah. does not make any sense yeah. and it's just like the writing is terrible like <laughs> predictably and it's it's just it's just boring uh, I, yeah that's never gonna hold my attention like hollow knight was like on the cusp oh yeah me, of like yes it had just enough to keep me interested like mm-hmm. it has it combines two of the things that i am the worst at platforming and combat and yeah. there are no difficulty levels no <laughs> so i know i down. suck at hollow knight <laughs> i have to fight so every single one of those bosses like 10 times yep, yep. and struggle through it i literally to get through hollow knight i had to go online watch a video of how to beat each boss <laughs> yeah. and then go do it <laughs> After, you know, five or six tries. Yeah, and that's how I got l- through that game. But I enjoyed every minute of yeah, it. The very last boss, I was like, it took me like six hours. And I'm like, I'm never yeah. going to yeah. win this game. But like, that's okay. That's basically like every Souls game, right? Where you just like bang your head against a mm-hmm. wall yeah. for hours. But they also don't have cute bug people. They don't have cute no, bug people. No, they don't. Or very interesting stories. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just any game for me at this point i'm like do i have the time and energy to put into learning something new or just going back to the comfort food that of of my youth which is at this point mostly super nintendo and ps1 rpgs Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah all right well i think that's our time allotment for this discussion for now i'm trying to think of like a, a summary topic or a going out topic for each of us to. Th- How about just like what we're currently playing? Sure. Let's like yeah, let's bring it to the now. So uh, I just start. I just got Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which came out over a year ago. But I've heard of it. When it, <laughs> I I've played it for all of twenty minutes. Yeah, Russ I watched helped it. you make your character yeah. today. We picked we picked your penis type. Wait, you pick your penis type? Yeah, you You get to customize your genitals. Now I have to play this game. There Mm -hmm. there are three options. Actually, there's four options for genitals. It's basically cut, uncut, vagina, or none. So yeah, does it then, does it matter? Like, is it does it affect no. the storyline? Well, it mattered before the game was like Did, patched, and your dick used to just like flop out of your pants <laughs> while you were running around. Did you notice where I said we played? Or it for sometimes. 20 minutes? <laughs> You're like a boob would pop out or something. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so when it when Cyberpunk came out, I like CD Projekt Red. I really liked what they did with Witcher Three. So I've been looking forward to the game because they were putting all this time and effort into it. But it came out, and I thought, you know, I'm gonna wait till I get it on a PS5. I bought a uh, 4K TV. I got a PS5. It's still not available for the PS5. Just this week the ps5 free upgrade became available so i'm now playing it for the first time i'm 20 minutes in i don't know if i like it or not yet and from what i watched you play of it i don't feel like it was worth the mess (laughs) that it became 
Russ, what are you playing right now? I'm playing, well, today I was playing Final Fantasy Legend 2. I'm kind of in between games right now. Um, I am waiting for the Chrono Cross remake, yep. which will be out in about a month. I've also gotten Mario Kart 8 on my Switch. I had it on the Wii U, never got it for the, the deluxe version or whatever for the Switch. But they are going to start releasing the first eight of 48 new Mario Kart courses over the next year or something. Um, so I got it for my Switch, and I've mostly just been playing Mario Kart and Sam. Oh, I played Earthbound recently came to the Switch virtual console, mm-hmm. and I played through that. Of course. So I have just finished that. And then today oh. I just picked up Final Fantasy Legend 2 again, and I'm already like halfway through it. Nice. Um, but I'm just waiting for Chrono Cross remake at this point. Uh, well, three of us sitting at this table are waiting for the Chrono Cross remake so we can play it and yeah, review it absolutely. on this podcast. Uh, because we created the list of games we were going to play like years ago, and I set aside a month for each game of time because games are long, life happens, you know. So just mentally, I plan out, okay, this month will be this game, this month will be this game, and if I beat the game before the month is out, then it, I, you know, I'm free to do whatever for the rest yeah. of the month. Woo! And I uh, mean, you'll beat Sword of Hope in one afternoon. And, and then you the rest of March will be free for me. March so free. April, years ago, this April was basically <laughs> scheduled for Chrono Cross. And then two weeks ago, we found out it's coming out April 7th, the remaster. So that worked out perfectly. Chris, what are you playing? Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. Oh, yeah. It did just come out. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty nice. They've done such a good job. I've played all those remasters up until six. I literally was like, I'm not going to play even one of them until six is out, and then I'm Mm. going to play them backwards. Oh, (laughs) Because that's how I like to do. Five Uh, is my favorite, so I had to... Yeah, five looked like it was really good. Had to do that. And I need to get get revenge on five because I could never... uh, Something like weird happened with my Game Boy Advance cartridge of it, where it d- didn't save. Oh my! And then weirdly, recently, it did start saving, <laughs> but I can't trust it. Yeah. So I'm like, ah. Oh. But then I got that EverDrive, so now I can actually play it and save and be confident because it's on an SD card. But yeah, so it's like I've played, I've beaten five on the PlayStation, uh, mm-hmm. with the with the superior translation. Yeah, a great yeah. translation. Yeah. Yeah, one of my the best Wyverns. friends. Yeah. One of my best friends, like that's her one of her favorite games, and she specifically insists on the uh, on the PS One version because of <laughs> what she considers to be a truly superior translation. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So I started Six Pixel Remaster, and I'm just like really enjoying it. I don't know. It's like it's it's people keep saying that these are like easier or different like than the other ones, and I'm like, they're really no. it's, it's not that different. No, like it's, it's the really same. You've just exact grown as a gamer. Right. Well, I I play Final Fantasy Six. Frequently, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I've beaten the original like recently, so I mean, I played the Final Fantasy IV remaster and I beat it in like eleven hours. Nice, and I feel like even that is long at this point versus what I put into it when I was a kid. Yeah, and I mean, you know, now that I know as much about that game as I do, like the, you know, playing it on the Super Nintendo takes me about ten or eleven hours. Yeah. You know, so yeah. The princess, what are you playing right now? I am playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Nice, nice. And I love it. How's that going? It's going really well. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. No, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm a different kind of gamer than the rest of y'all because you play all these obscure um, mm. older games and I never got the opportunity to play those. So I just play like, I don't know, stuff I hear about. And, yeah. Um, a lot I mean, of the Assassin's Creed that's games That's a normal like, person's yeah. way to play. Uh, Assassin's games. Creed, a lot of the Assassin's Creed games are just like, 
freaking weird. But I think they've done really well with like Odyssey and Valhalla in particular because it's like you get to see parts of a world. They did a lot of research on like the history of the region and like there, you actually there's a, like a discovery tour where you can literally just walk through the world and like learn about the people who hmm. lived in those areas and like what they did with their lives and like how they made stuff. And I love history, so I'm kind of a big nerd for that kind of thing but also it's got fun stuff where you just like you drink a potion and then suddenly you're in asgard and you're odin and and, uh it's yeah and this game is fun because um you can set it so that the game decides whether you're playing as male or female in any particular moment interesting yeah so your gender oh i think i heard of it you can change it on the fly if you want and 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 you can set it so that the like the animus will decide basically i played the very first assassin's creed Mm mm-hmm and then I played, was Odyssey the one in Greece? Yes. Where you could choose the girl. Yeah, Cassandra or Alexios. Okay, yes, yeah. I played Cassandra one. was the correct choice, obviously. <laughs> yes, yeah. correct. Well, I even heard on a game podcast that in the one before it, they like wanted to have a female protagonist. Mm-hmm. And then some marketing person or said, said no. It was their first female protagonist, Nobody's right, going to buy. Yeah, Cassandra was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there was apparently, uh, which I didn't play it, but there was apparently, I heard like a woman in the one that came before it, Origins, mm. that like you were supposed to be the main character. And then some douche in the marketing department <laughs> was like, nobody's going to want to play the girl. <laughs> and then everybody played as Cassandra. Yeah, because so. she was the correct choice. Because she was the correct choice. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So... Great discussion. Thank you guys for joining us and thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.